The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com. This is Barron's Live. Each weekday, we bring you live conversations from our newsrooms about what's moving the market right now. On this podcast, we take you inside those conversations, the stories, the ideas, and the stocks to watch so you can invest smarter. Now, let's dial in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Barron's Live, Market Watch edition. I'm Lucas Albert. I'm the financial crime reporter at Market Watch. And today on Barron's Live, we are going to be looking at the darker side of money. That's where we examine the seamy underbelly of finance, and we look at the world of scams, money laundering, and financial crime. Today, we're joined by Steve Goddard of Feature Space, a fraud prevention and risk management firm in London. Steve is a veteran anti-fraud specialist. He has 14 years experience in the banking, travel, and retail space. He's worked closely with merchants advising on fraud strategies as well as running operations teams. He's worked with banks and payment service providers around the world, which has given him a lot of insight into how criminals think. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Steve. Thanks for having me. Um, So... One of the things that 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 intrigued me about the stuff that you do is that you 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 like to advise uh, your clients on uh, thinking how like trying to imagine how a fraudster thinks to get ahead of uh, uh, you know get ahead of the scams that they run. So, how exactly does a fraudster think? Well, unfortunately, we, we we don't know specifically. If we if we knew, then it will be it will be a lot easier. But what we can what we can start to do is try and think of of weaknesses. And the the analogy that I always use is is um, it's like Jurassic Park with the raptors. They're testing the fences to see which ones are electri- electrified, and when they find the weakness, they'll go for the weakness. And and that's that's what they they. And, th- and that's how they how they think, and that's and that's 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 the direction that they'll go in when they see any weakness in 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 your operations, in your technology. Um, you know, usually it's the um, we always say it's the, the the human element is the is is the weakest chain, um, really. So you know, they could speak to your um, your call center team. And again, you know, you're you're talking to another human being. So, and they they're they're very clever. They understand, you know, psychology and the right questions to ask, um, and and how to kind of infiltrate themselves into into kind of your 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 area, your 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 space. Um, it's it's difficult to 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 think exactly how they are because they're so dynamic. You know, we work for um, with large organizations which are very slow moving you know because they because of their size because of their infrastructure because of their um how many people they got working for them whereas frauds is a lot more dynamic um people say like trying to change direction for a bank is trying to change the direction of um of a um, of an oil tanker whereas the fraudsters they're on jet skis you know whizzing around you know they can they can they can you know pivot on a on on a dime effectively um, so it's, you know, they can always, they're always sort of one step ahead. And what we do is, you know, we try and close the gap, um, to kind of annoy them really, you know, once, once they've got something and it's working really well, we want to stop it. So they have to go and think something else and push them and push them and push them till they make a mistake. Um, and that's, and that's really kind of part of the work that we do. 
I, I think it's interesting, you know, a lot of what I write about, you know, is a lot of what, what you described, these sort of either it can be just a, a single person or a small group of people working in tandem. Um, and that makes them very fleet of foot. They can pivot. They can change their direction very, very quickly. Um, you know, and it's but what always seems to get them in the end is greed. It's like they just like they they find a seam, they find a, a weakness, as you say. And they just do it one too many times to the point where usually it's the dollar figure just gets or the, you know, whatever the monetary figure is, gets too big to go unnoticed. You know, they'll yeah. go and they'll steal 10,000. And then, you know, suddenly it's like they've stolen 10 million. And it's like that's somebody's going to see that this is happening. And usually that's yeah. just the greed factor is what kind of gets these guys. But if you're a financial institution, you know, you're a bank or a business or a merchant or something, you know, who's, who's running afoul of this. I mean, you know, the idea of like trying to think like a fraudster, you know, how, how does that, how does a, you know, how does a, a retail outlet like kind of do that? I know they, they hire those fraud protection teams that have in-house detectives. Like this is what kind of what they sort of do, but what are like some of the things that you advise, you know, when you're, when you're telling clients to kind of put themselves in the mind of the scam artist? To one of the main things is 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 they need to understand what they're what they're doing, um, and there's a lot of organisations out there which which talk about the the worth of of collaboration. And again, one of the things we say is speak to people. If someone else has done it, go and speak to them to see if you know what the risks are, what they found. Um, if there's again to fully understand it and to you know potentially use pen testers um, and to use it themselves. Mm-hmm before it goes live to the public to actually go through it and and change your mindset and go actually if i was doing this if i was a fraudster doing this where could i where could i interdict where could i where could i you know make a change where could i kind of um get some more information here you know if you if it's a particular payment payment type you know do they have to sign up for an account if they have to sign up for an account okay what steps do we have at that point to stop fraudsters you know think about the whole journey across that payment chain mm-hmm. if it's even if it's you know face to face start thinking you know where are these points and where is the protection that i can put in each in each point to to stop the fraudster to stop stop the criminal um taking people's money taking our money um and kind of just just tearing it apart because like you said um these fraudsters they're, they're they're fleet of foot if they see a weakness, they will go on on their Telegram channel and tell everyone about it. And then mm-hmm. everyone, you know, it's global now, so everyone will just will just direct themselves to 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 that one to that one weakness. You know that, um, like you said about the greed, the criminals they're 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 brazen now. They don't they don't hide in the shadows. They're not hiding on in in the dark web. They're on they're on YouTube. They're on Instagram. They're on they're on Twitter and Telegram. You know, it's it's not it's not hard to find to find these groups and these these individuals, and they will be on there and they will be shouting um, about your particular weakness, um, and then it's too late because it's in real time. You know, you you don't have a chance. You know, you don't have one or two days to okay, let's put it live and see what happens. Once they see it, they'll 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 go for it. So you have to understand it before it goes live, before it gets 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 to a gets to a customer, to make sure that it is fully, fully secure, um, and you've you've covered all your bases. 
maybe we could talk a little bit about you know some a few examples of the methods that scam artists have used and that if if you know put in the proper mindset the banks can kind of look at and be like hey that's how they did it i mean some of the stuff i write about you know often it's some of these kind of scams are as old as the ages, you know, like even if it's like business email compromise, obviously that's using modern technology, but the kind of mindset or the philosophical mm. kind of approach behind it is sort of, you know, goes back to advanced fee scams, you know, romance scams It's all kind of coming out of the same sort of thing. And you talked about the human element, which I think is yeah. kind of a, you know, that seems to always be the weakest point. So maybe, I don't know if there are a few examples of, you know, something a fraudster has done that, that worked and that, you know, a financial institution or a merchant was able to kind of learn from and pivot to, I don't know if you have examples that you use when discussing with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, phishing, um, phishing scams, that's, mm -hmm. that's a big thing. And, and like you said, it's, it's an evolution. Um, phishing you know, it's, it's an evolution of, of, you know, the Spanish prisoner letter to the Nigerian prince email. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's, it's inherently it's the same scam. It's just, using different technology as, as, as technology advances. Um, and yeah, things like, uh, again, with, with the pandemic, buy now, pay later, um, buy now, um, buy online, pick up in store. These are things that have been around for a while, but they've been exploited because of the situation. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and again, institution merchants wouldn't necessarily have the right um, uh, protection in place due to the, due to the volume. You know, it was something that was maybe, um used very infrequently say buy buy online pick up in store and then all of a sudden during the pandemic everybody was doing it and they just didn't have the infrastructure to kind of cope with that massive volume um so you know people could you know phone up place an order go and collect it they don't have to give any id and they've used someone else's card to pick it up there's no there's no checks there mm -hmm, um, right. even things like um delivery you know you can uh, you know, place an order, get it delivered to, it doesn't have to be your address, could be someone else's address. You know they're going to be away on holiday or a week or they're not going to be in. Um, and you can just just pick it up from outside the house. People were just leaving leaving packages. Um, and, and yeah, the um, authorised push payment um, fraud, again, you know, mm -hmm. people were on furlough, people were were losing money and they were just being drawn in by the... The promise of 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 more money of of funds because they needed you know they needed to eat they needed to they needed to live so they were they their mindset changed and and it's linked to you know working from home as well mm -hmm. whereas if you work in an office you have a certain kind of mind frame i'm in a secure environment you know this is what i need to do if someone picks up the phone or you get an email or a text message you know you know you know you, you don't think to click on it whereas in your home you know you're open to more distractions you know whether it's pets your kids you know some someone knocking at the door and right. you click on something and and again you just need that 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 one click to kind of open open the floodgates right sure People come in get into your your email address and you know um take your password and, and all that kind of thing and even you know with malware malware's gone you know gone crazy at the moment um being able to kind of things like keyloggers mm -hmm. um just clicking on link and it's infected your 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 phone your laptop your computer and you know they can just take over your accounts um like it, like what happens is buy now pay later you know buy now play buy now pay later has been around for a while 
but it was uh it's kind of a melting pot really with 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 covid it just it just boomed it just went it just went crazy you know there's new providers starting up all the time and we're seeing it the frauds um impacting at different points in the in in the in the value chain you know up from um synthetic ids to open up the accounts mm-hmm. to taking over uh, account takeover of someone's existing account and just extending extending their credit um and the problem we find there is whether the providers are identifying it correctly as as fraudulent behavior or just writing it off as um as as, as a bad debt right and again with that we don't understand the, the 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 kind of the true impact of it and where these where these synthetic ids come in and where the account takeovers come in because it's just not it's not being investigated again due to the right. due to the volume you know these these institutions are just flooded with 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 these new accounts i mean yeah it's an interesting question i mean you know one has to wonder you know how if there's a sense of how much of this goes on because i mean i i you know i don't think there's anybody out there who hasn't had at some point a call from their credit card company saying hey we think there's fraud on your account and it's like somebody paid 150 dollars on amazon and you're like yeah that wasn't me and they just sort of it just disappears they're fine you know they clear it and you're kind of go, good to go in most cases so it's just like but you know if that's happening you know a hundred thousand times a day, which maybe it is, I have no idea, you know, like that number adds up. I just want to, one quick thing for our audience. I just want to remind you is that we're going to take answer uh, listener questions at the end. So if you have questions, please uh, send them through. We'll, we'll try and get through as many of them as we can. Anyway, Steve, yeah, that's my point. Is that what, is there a sense of how big, how much loss do merchants, do retailers, do financial institutions eat through these kind of somewhat simplistic scams every year it's it's a lot unfortunately it is it is a lot um and again some of them some of these schemes they don't have to be particularly complex Mm -hmm. they could be they could be relatively relatively simple um and there's like i said on 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 things like telegram and 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 twitter and, and social media there's there's guides on how to do it you know you can buy a guide on how to defraud a particular merchant or mm-hmm. bank and it takes you through step by step all you need to do um and there's you know it's fraud fraud as a service mm-hmm. um there's even sort of chargebacks um chargeback as, as a service organizations right and they are they are organizations they are they are groups of people who have organized themselves really well um and they they have a hierarchy. They have structure. They have they have customer service teams, mm-hmm. and you know apparently they offer really really good customer service. Um, and there is this, like I said earlier, about about the brazenness. There isn't. They're not hiding in the shadows anymore. People are seeing this as a, a legitimate way to make money. Um, well, here's a question. Question for you, you know, because obviously, you know, when it gets into sort of the larger figures, where it isn't just you know, kind of you know, guys taking gift cards and things like that, but you know, and when it, the the numbers climb up, then it it enters into the realm of money laundering. Uh, you know, that's a big issue usually when they have to kind of obscure the where you know move this money around and mm-hmm. get it out, you know, as far away from the point of theft as possible. Obviously, there are not a lot of extra rules about anti-money laundering procedures that financial institutions have to abide by. The crypto space was a little bit, you know, a free-for-all for some years. That's tightened up some on these questions. Where's the crossover, you know, in terms of, you know, you're an institution defending against this, but you also now have some obligations, if, especially if you're a financial institution, to abide by these regulations, which have gotten much more stringent. 
What we're seeing now is is a move towards um, what's been called Framel. So fraud and AML teams combining and sharing sharing resources, sharing the same technology. Um, you know, inherently, you know, effectively, it's it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, you defraud someone and then you need to move the money, and that's where you get into the realm of the of the of the money laundering. So you're you're looking at the same thing from just from different angles. But if you combine the resource and the teams and the and the knowledge and the data. You know, there's a huge amount of data there at play. And if you can see it using, you know, the same the same technology, this is getting the same teams actually talking to each other. We're seeing a kind of yeah, as I said, there is a big movement towards that and it's and it's and it makes so much sense. And you know, there's gonna be it's gonna it, w- it will pay off and it is paying off. Having that kind of combined, you know, breaking down the silos, looking at the same looking at the same problem, which it which it which it all is. You know, fraud isn't you know, over there and money laundering over there. It, it, it's the same thing. It's just a different part of that of that journey. And, and now, obviously, in, the, in recent years, we've added the the element of crypto, which has kind of created some. I don't know if this is like new pathways or is it just a new tool for fraudsters to kind of you know update their old tricks. I mean, how how does crypto kind of fe- feature into some of those? Well. Going back to what I said earlier around around looking for weaknesses, you know there are and there were and there still are to a certain degree weaknesses with with crypto mm-hmm. and the criminals they would look to exploit those. Um, and we've you know there's been countless Netflix documentaries about about crypto and again due to the current you know economic um, climate people are looking to make money and again you know celebrities and endorsing certain cryptos. Um, people will sign up. People think it's it's a quick, easy way of making money, um, and fraudsters know that. And they can put a um, you know a, a link out, which they know that people will click because you know um, a, a well known celebrity is, has has endorsed it. So people are are, are going to trust it. Um, unfortunately, people are inherently trusting um, of, of 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 other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there are there are a lot of weaknesses um, around crypto. They are being tightened, but it is just another way to exfiltrate money. Um, I know Zelle was in was in the news in the US uh, a while ago with um, Elizabeth Warren, um, and you know, Zelle in, inherently isn't isn't a problem. It, it's a it's a method to move the money, and crypto mm-hmm. again is just a method to move the one money from one place right. to another place. Um, you you were talking before. It was kind of intriguing to me the idea that you know the scam scam artists have you know you know they're organized. They have you know customer service. I mean, that's I assume what you're talking about is um, when they're using malware and you know computer programs and hacking kind of tools to to do that. Maybe walk us through a little bit about that corner of it rather than the hey, I'm just pretending to be somebody else, but where it's actually using computer technology as a the tool and all of this. Yeah, so it's, I mean, the the the, the, the customer service um, um, part of it was actually linked to, you know, if you're buying a stack of a stack of cards, you know, and some of them don't work, you can yeah. actually go call out customer service and get a refund. Um, <laughs> but things with, with, the, with the, you know, the, the malware, the, 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 the rats, the Trojans, you know, these are, these are ways which, again, you can sit miles and miles away globally. You know, you could be sitting in a basement somewhere and you could be kind of controlling someone else's phone the other side of the world. The key part of it is 
multi-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a, a one-time password sent to your phone, they can basically just sit there and and take that before you even get that message mm-hmm. or just control it and you know request that without you knowing, get that uh, code back, and then they're in your account, they're in your bank right. account, they're moving money around, and you don't, you just don't know. It's 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 becoming more and more prevalent. Mm. Um, and again, it's unfortunately, you know, whenever the industry thinks that, you know, we get into a stage where actually, right, this is, this is, this is great. You know, we are making things more and more secure, you know, in Europe with, um, PSD2, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, the criminals are always, they're always looking, they're always pushing the boundaries. And again, mm. you know, with the technology around, uh, just being able to kind of, there was, um, uh, I was seeing. A, I was watching a presentation by one of the guys who worked for um, um, Anonymous, mm-hmm. and basically he just set up a little program, put it on the App Store. People downloaded it, and what I actually did was they just downloaded malware, uh, and he could just control um, their their phone. You know, they could they could make calls, they could listen in on them. They know what the um, the user is is, is typing um, when they're when they're accessing their accounts. Uh, it's 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 scary. It's terrifying. I, you know, I always thought of like when I've, you know, studied up on like business email compromises, you know, how much patience that takes. I mean, you, you, you infiltrate a company's internal communications and you have to sit there and read sometimes, probably sometimes months worth of emails to determine the pattern. How do we, you know, when do they make their payments? How do they make their payments? You know, what's the kind of, nor- and you have to sort of figure that out. And then you wait until there's an opportune moment at, at spring. I've always sort of been amazed at you know, the scale yeah. of how patient and, and sort of dedicated they are. I mean, you know, like a, a romance scam, for example. I mean, you have to send out 10,000 emails and maybe you get like one guy who bites. I mean, and that one guy can be really lucrative, but, you know. Yeah, but again, again, that's that's it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's identifying the right targets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're if you're going for, you know, business email compromise and it's a large organization and, you know, you can make a lot of money, then then, yeah, it might take it might take a couple of months to, mm-hmm. to kind of pay off. Um, but again, if you're part of an organization like that, you have a team of people doing that. Right. And then your other team of people is maybe doing the romance scan where right. unfortunately, you know, things like um, uh, catfishing, you know, mm-hmm. the, the original documentary about catfishing came out 10 years ago. Right. And it's still working. People are still falling for these scams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the other kind of the, the more short term scams, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to kind of like a mafia um, mm-hmm. um, a kind of um, organization. You know, you have people at the top directing it, and then you have different groups of people doing different things. Part of the organization feeding up into the into the kind of uh, the higher echelons. All right. Um, but yeah, if if you people they they will put the effort in. If it's if it's going to be a big payoff and it's going to be worthwhile, then then yeah, they'll go for it. Um. I guess another question when we talked about, you know, anti-money, anti-money laundering rules and stuff. And so one question I was thinking about, you know, obviously, you know, we're in an er- a period where sanctions regimes are sort of all over the place. And that's another thing that financial institutions and, and businesses have to take into account. Does that factor into this kind of space at all? Do fraudsters take advantage of that kind of uh, setup or does that make it harder for frauds? I mean, some of the fraudsters, obviously there's a big Eastern European component to the, the kind of online scam world. So I don't know if this creates problems for them or it creates opportunities. 
Uh, yeah, a bit of both, to be honest. Again, dependent on the, the regulations, sometimes the regulations aren't clear. So people will introduce them differently. They will interpret them differently. So again, that, that will create great weaknesses where maybe one, one country is doing it one way, another country is doing it slightly differently. And they will, they will look to the, to the weakest, um, the, 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 the weakest target. Um, but when those regulations do come in and they're strong and they do work, that's great. But what it, what it does, it is just the, the forces, the criminals will just move, move somewhere else. Um, like with chip and pin, when chip and pin came in, um, Process, okay, we, we can't use that anymore. Let's let's look for something else to do. Um, I'm going to switch over now to some of our audience questions. We have a few here. So um, we've got one from John, and he asks, how do you prevent accounts payables fraud or and paying a fraudulent suppliers? That seems a very straightforward question with probably not a very straightforward answer, but what do you think, Steve? There's, there's, different, there's different sort of methods. Um, again, it... The more data you have, the better. Um, you know, there's 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 things such as confirmation confirmation of payee. You know, making sure that the money that you're sending is is going to the right to the right place. Um, having introducing third party data as well to 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 look at these organisations to look at the where the money's going to make sure it is it is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet yeah, um, sharing information. You know, blacklists, whitelists. Um, making sure that, um, you know, you have the right protections in place. Um, we have a question from Hardeep. Um, what are the options if your phone or your email information is found on the dark web? Buy a new phone. <laughs> right. Change. Yeah. I mean, even if, um, unfortunately, I mean, if your, if your phone is, 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 is kind of compromised, even doing a factory reset isn't doesn't always clear it. Mm. Um, you can, you know, there are still ways to kind of get that information. Um, change your passwords. You know, contact contact your bank. Um, you know, if you need to to to, to freeze your account, um, do that. Um, use um, uh, password uh, password safe um, to to kind of con- control that side of it. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, you're probably going to have to buy a new phone. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's probably the, the yeah, just start over. Um, yeah. uh, we have a question from Charles. Uh, what do you think is the single biggest threat companies face tomorrow? Wow. Um, yeah, again, if, yeah. if we knew the answer, that will be um, that would be great. I I think it's. I'm probably going to turn it on its head a little bit. I, there there will always be a threat. Mm-hmm. What we need to be doing is is reducing the gap um, from where it gets exploited um, and, and, and be more dynamic again, like the fraudsters, like they communicate on, on things like telegram as an industry, we need to be talking more collaboration between issuing banks, acquiring banks, merchants, you know, everybody get together, talk about things, understand it. Yeah. Crypto crypto's big at the moment. It's not going to go away. Um, things like buy now, pay later. That's still that's still going. Fishing, and again, like we said, it's an evolution. People will always be looking to exploit situations, and whether that's um, you know current economic climate, maybe there's a, um, a terror event, 
or um, a humanitarian crisis, anything like that. Things that we can't predict. You know, we couldn't predict COVID, and Fraud has had a field day with that. Right. Um, right. We just need to be more adaptive and and quicker at, 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 at identifying these these problems and, and and putting things in place which 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 can which can learn. Again, you know, as as humans, we are we're great at what we do and 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 machines, things like machine learning and, and technology is great at what what it does you know we need to work together to to, to kind of be a lot quicker at, at, at adapting to these changes well, that's a good uh, segue to our next question from jessica who asks with all the technology available to us now how are some of these advanced technologies like ai and machine learning helping in this fight against financial crime well, well yeah AI, ai machine learning it's, it's come it's come a long way um, you know, from Bayesian techniques and, and and sort of supervised and unsupervised, and there isn't there isn't a there isn't a perfect solution. You know, it's it's there isn't there isn't a silver bullet. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's great at what it does, and it and it and it brings us closer to to where the criminals are. But it needs to be used in conjunction with with again the human element, because again humans un- understand human psychology and. Um, what looks normal, what doesn't, and again, we can we can train machine learning to do that as well. But rules have a um, business rules and, and, and anti fraud and money laundering rules. They have a they have a place there as well. It's a it's a collaborative effort. It's it's another tool that we can use to 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 prevent fraud. We have a question from Hal. I like this one. Is so what software can individuals use to protect themselves and their confidential information? And what is the best source of information to keep current on prevalent scams? Um, I mean, there's 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 a huge amount of literature out there. You know, scams and 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 fraud has has been in the news a lot a lot recently. Um, it's my it's you know, my whole job. It's <laughs> <laughs> just writing. Just, I'm oh, listen, almost entirely about scams, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just keep your ears, ears and eyes out. Um share the information with friends and family. Um, you know, if you have sort of elderly relatives or or you know, advise them of things to do. Keep it keep it front of mind um as well. I think I think unfortunately there's a it's reported, you know, that one in four people will be affected by fraud. People just see it as a it's just a way of life now. It's gonna it's gonna get you. And so maybe people's maybe switch off where they should be a bit more secure. Um, but you know, there's 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 um, there's software which you can use to kind of manage your password, so you don't have to remember the same one or remember hundreds of different passwords for all the different accounts you have. Um, there's you know anti um, antivirus and malware um, software which you can get on your you know your phone, your laptop. And again, unfortunately, it's just trying to keep things up to date. You know, if there is a weakness, you know, people like, you know, Google, Microsoft, they will push out um, um, fixes to make sure your systems are up to date. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have you have um, you know, there is sort of some level of security on your on your devices um, and be and be watchful. Be be, you know, I've I've worked in fraud for like 15, 16 years. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm a, I'm cynical about everything. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I won't, I won't right. trust anything. And then. I'm not saying everyone needs to be like that, but just kind of think really, right. and and you know, take take five. There's a, there's a there's a great campaign we have in, in in the UK. It's called Take Five. You know, if you're not sure, you don't don't click on it. Don't don't do anything. Go and speak to somebody. Go and 
maybe phone phone somebody up and, and ask ask their advice you know don't right. be don't be pressured into these things um i will do one more question here um so ian asks what legislative changes and crime laws would you recommend to deter cyber crime that's a, that's a difficult one um i think instead of indiv instead of recommending individual kind of legislation um what i would recommend is is those bodies speak to financial institutions um technology companies um and kind of understand what needs to be done and, and how it can be how it can be implemented and implemented well um instead of you know suggesting all these things but not having a greater awareness of of, of the impact that they're going to have um and again like we going back to the beginning how does a how does a, a criminal how does a fraudster think you know think about it from that perspective in what ways could could it be exploited um before it's implemented and again you know implemented and is implemented badly then you know you're having to think of how to improve it as well as having to protect yourself at the same time um that's that's all the time we have for today uh thanks steve goddard from feature space in london um th thank you for joining us today um, thank you for having me and thanks to our audience for tuning in. Um, tune back in next week on Monday with Barron, Senior Managing Editor, Lauren R. Rublin, and Deputy Editor Ben Levinson. We'll discuss the outlook for financial markets, industry sectors, and individual stocks. Thank you all for listening. Stay well. Have a great day. The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com.